I'm almost 46. In January, I'll be 46. And many times in my life, I've always felt like I should be further along. Many times in my life, I have been thinking, why can't I be on stage? Metaphorically speaking. Why can't I be further along than the person next to me? And it's taken many years to realize what I'm about to preach to you this morning. I hope it's helpful. I'm still working on it. But I know it's fresh. I've been writing as, as much as I can the last two days. I, I've been busy, haven't been able to really come prepared for a message I've done before, dust it off and preach it. But I'm, I'm giving you something raw. It's going to be raw. And I might be struggling with you as I'm speaking about an issue that I've been tormented with, that I've been working with. And, and I hope that you know, when God's speaking to me, he'll speak to you. And I hope I don't get too excited, but I know that, that when I do, just let it pass. And I'll bring, that, I'll bring back the, the main point, and then it may come clear to you towards the end. But for many of you all who know me, my, I, I've always had a hard time sitting still. Uh, I, I've always, learning life lessons have been difficult for me as a kid. Uh, I, I was always getting in trouble. No lie, I would be paddled almost every day, it seemed like. And they had wooden paddles. They had holes, drill holes in them. What kind of psycho does that? And spank my little tail. I got a bone popped out. I'm so skinny, I'm afraid it might break. I don't know if that's translated or not. But anyway, excuse me. But I would get in trouble because I couldn't stand still. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't, I couldn't find my place. And I was always on the go, had trouble listening, and just wanted to get where I wanted to go, how I wanted to get there. And that was just my wiring. That's how I was made. It, it, there, there wasn't any steps that I could get up on. It was, it was like I saw the stage and I just... Got on it. You know, that's the kind of thing I did. Uh, it didn't matter to me how I got there. I just wanted to get there as fast as I can. But all that changed as soon as it stopped once I began to get into middle school and high school. And they forced me, forced me to behave. And that was very difficult. It was painful to be ordered what to do. It was painful to say, stay in line. Coloring in the lines. Getting my lunch in line. I hated lines. I always wanted to get there in front, but it was also discouraging because I was different. The way I learned, the way other people were taller than me. Bigger than me, smarter than me. It was very discouraging to see others succeed 
when I had a hard time. But we want to talk about the Christian life, my role in, in what the Christian life, how I began to journey in that. I, it's, it's painful. It, it's particularly painful uh, is discouragement in the life of a believer when you have to travel to season to season. And it's not just the perils that we face, but it's the seeking, uh, seeing the wicked go forward. I'm doing my good deed. But it seems like the wicked seems to, to, to go right past me. And uh, while the righteous are held back, the wicked go forward. And, and it was very hard for me. My, my dad was a pastor, and so I knew what was right, what was wrong. Uh, I, I knew when to sit down, when to stand up. And when to be quiet, I was ordered to do those things. It was very difficult because I would be have to, to go to church while everybody else was having a great time, I thought. Uh, I don't know if, if that's what you think or if that's, uh, but I thought like that. I, I sometimes see people succeed that didn't nearly pray as hard as I did, uh, work nearly as long as I did on a project, um, uh, was were more you know wasn't as faithful as I tended wanted to be or I thought I was and everybody else was passing me along and I was tormented by where they were compared to where I was and it did more damage than good and so I saw that that people you know it seems like moments of victory were placed in, in close proximity of where I was so I could see it. And I was like, yeah, well, way to go. I'm glad you're, you know, but what about me? And I get discouraged. And that discouragement began to creep up. And I get bitter. And that bitterness began to hold me back because I was comparing myself with other people, looking at their path. Looking at their steps, looking at what God have them to do, and, and I wasn't looking at me. I was focusing on them, and and their victories were flaunted, you know, in my face. While I'm uh, not having the same kind of experience, but while all hell was break loose in my life, I was going through agony and tragedy, and while they were having victory and triumph, I want to share with you some of those agonies in my life, and I want to share with you some of the victories that I found that God was teaching me today. It wasn't so much the tests that baffles. It was that their success displayed before me made me despair life as though I had nothing to offer. I had nothing uh, that God wanted to do in my life, and I had to change that. I had to think differently. I know uh, when I was a younger person uh, in high school or even in college, I had seen people uh, excel, be the teacher's pet. And I might not necessarily was the teacher's pet, and I wish I was, but then wasn't. And I would look at other people, and I would find myself thinking, gosh, why can't that be me? Why can't I have that opportunity? Why can't, you know, when I graduated from college, people were going to bigger churches, and I thought, what about me? I had to go to, my first church was 
in Kansas. Nowhere in Kansas. And it was, it smelt like cattle. And uh, and so and I was I was discouraged. But I didn't understand what God was trying to say to me. And so I want to read to you out of Psalms chapter 37. I'm going to go through the first 13 verses, but I will end it with the last. And it says here in Psalms chapter 37, verse 1. Do not fret because of those who are evil or or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways. When they carry out their wicked schemes, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. And those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked For he knows their day is coming. Amen. Have you ever, have you ever knew something about a movie? You knew the ending. Have you ever knew something um, that that no one else knew? Uh, Have you ever watched a movie? You knew the ending. And the person next to you has never seen the movie. And you decide to watch it with them. And in the movie there is conflict and and the character uh, could possibly die or not make it, and you're sitting there calm as a cucumber, and they're nervous wreck, and they're, and they're starting to worry, and, and you're in your own mind thinking, he got it. He's going to come back out of this. He's going to win victorious. It's something, and, and that's the same thing that I learned about God, that God knows the ending. We ought to be enlightened of the ending that those who are in Christ Jesus, we've already won that battle. And so we can walk in it proudly. We don't have to can think about, oh, no, is it going to not work out? Sometimes in our calamity or in our situation or the step that we're on and, and, and or the, the season that we're in, we're thinking, oh, God, how are you going to bring us out? But he will because we're going to trust in God. I believe that. God has a way of making everything all right. He declares to us that the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Now, this term, steps, and this is what I've been learning, that I have to take steps. God places me on steps, and this term, steps, implies that it means that that it's going to take a while. I don't like taking a while. I want to. I want to get. I want to go. It, it means that you can't get to your destination that God has for you just because you want it, just because you saw it, 
just because you like it, just because you need it. I always wanted to hurry out. I always wanted to get through the process. I, I wanted to get to the expected end, but, the, but I cannot. But you're, you shouldn't because a blessing giving too soon is not a blessing at all. I could give my son, who's 18, the car keys to go get something and uh, from uh, get something to drink or something to eat. I can, I can give him the car keys, but if, if for some, you know, if, and he, if, but if I gave him the car keys too soon, if I gave it to him at five years old, he wouldn't be able to handle it. Now, the car can, he can, the car can handle it. The rogue can handle it, but he couldn't handle it. He wouldn't have been able to handle it until the time was right. So what kind of good father would I be if I give him a good thing too soon? Sometimes my goodness is proven to my family, my kids, by the ability of saying, not yet. There's many times that God has told me, not yet. I've seen other people get to certain places and God's telling me, not yet. Maybe God's telling you, not yet. I don't want you, I don't want you to blow it. I don't want you to ruin it. My mother, before she passed away, she, would, she had a, uh, a group she loved to listen to from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And the song that she listened to, the song she wanted me to listen to was the song... Order my steps. Order my steps in your word, dear God. Order my steps in your word. At that time, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, yeah, order your steps in my, in, I mean, order my steps in your word, God. That's, that's good, you know. I had no idea what it meant then, but now I do. I understand the concept that they, that, that they were talking about. I don't, you know, I, I had to learn that, that God orders our steps, each one of them. I don't always have patience for the process, though. I don't have patience for the process. I don't, I don't like process. Uh, I don't like paperwork. Uh, I don't like waiting in line, like I said. I, uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't like being sent to this person or that person. I, I want what I want now when the time I need it and want it. I hate, I don't know if they have it here, but I hate when I call a company and they're saying, press one for this. If you need this, press two. Uh, if you got this, press three. And, and I'm like, just listen, I just want my electric back on. <laughs> I want my internet now. I don't want to have to go through this or that. I, I don't want to go through the steps. I want to be able, I want a direct line. But we have to learn that God orders our steps. Each one. It's hard for me to realize that. I maybe not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm not talking about you. Maybe I'm talking about myself because I'm. You know, I'm the baby of the family. I'm. I'm a little bit impatient. I mean, I. I, I at times I drive by Taco Bell, and if it's if there's a big line, I'll go hungry and just go home. That's the kind of person I am. I'm like, nope. There's two cars. I can't do it, and I will go hungry. Because I don't like process. I don't like being in line. But God, I had to remember and I had to be taught 
that there are steps that God orders. But he won't take you further than you can handle. Because a gift given too soon is not a gift at all. I don't like the process. I don't, I don't want God to order my steps. I, I want God to order my blessing. I want God to order healing. I want God to, to order prosperity. I, I want God to, to order victory. But instead of ordering victory, he ordered steps. Who wants steps? Not me. I don't like steps. Nobody wants steps. But they make steps beautiful, don't they? They, they uh, when you build a house, uh, they'll, well, where I'm from, they'll build, they'll put carpet on it. Uh, around here, uh, they put lights around it to make it look pretty. Uh, and uh, but there's no reason I wouldn't even I wouldn't even the only reason why you need steps is so you can get upstairs. If there was another way to get upstairs, I would take it. But nobody has thousands of dollars for an elevator. But if I did, I'd install one today because I don't like steps. I want to be able to get there. When I was younger, though, I used to skip steps. I don't know if y'all have done that before, but I used to laugh at the old people. And it's a slow poke, and I would jump a couple steps, you know. I Excuse me, and just jump those steps. But I've learned to respect those steps when I've fallen, especially if the steps are made out of concrete. I busted my lip. I have, I have learned to respect the steps. I used to want to just jump, but God said, no, 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 no. But I've learned to, to respect those steps. I learned that the race was, was not given to the swift, nor the war to the strong, but to him who endureth to the end. That was what I was taught, is that I, it's about the end. It's about endurance. I mean, endurance. I learned that as cars passed me, they would pass me by nowadays. I, I used to drive fast. I don't drive fast anymore because I realized there's going to be a curve. I got to slow down, but, but now cars pass me by. I'll put my, I love cruise control. And I'll put my car on cruise control, and I'll see some people just boom, pass me by, and, and, uh, and they'll zip on by, and and, uh, and, and I, I can see myself as I'm driving, only to meet them at the next red light. <laughs> I love that. Like, yeah, whatever. I, I'm slow and steady. When's the race kind of a, you know, not you, I mean, now I kind of am. I wasn't before. Believe me, I was one of those kids. And, uh, but I, you know, I, I've learned that that speed for a moment doesn't really mean progress. That in fact, that they zipped around me and gave me a nice hand signal, you know, uh, and then pulled, I found them at the, red, at the red light, and I wanted to give them the hand signal back, but I didn't because they, they made me feel bad. When they passed me by, they made me feel bad. Then my kids were laughing at me. Daddy, you're too old. Why don't you pass by? Or why don't you speed up? And, and they made me feel little. They made me feel like, you know, uh, embarrassing me. And maybe there's people like that, that 
that are passing you by and, and you may be embarrassed and you may be tempted to get in that lane. But I want you to know that, that, that it's God that orders our steps. And so I finally, you know, got to the red, same red light, and I found the race is not given to the swift, nor the war to the strong. I pray to God. I would pray to God, can you, you, know, can you make it my way? I would pray to abort the process. God, the process is too hard. Can we skip this? I, I love when the software on computers are, you know, they will, they have a new update and they'll give you a choice. Do you want to skip this version? And I'm like, yes, because if it's not broken, I don't want to try to fix it. I don't know if you've been there. But that's what I wanted to do with God. I said, God, can we, can we skip this step? I would pray, get out, I want to get out of things where he would want me to stay in it for a while. Sometimes I would stay on a step so long, I thought, man, it would never end. Sometimes he would make me wait. He'd make me slow down. He would, he would say, no, you skip that step. I want you to go back and do it again. I want you to, I want you to do it again. Uh, in, 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 for me, I, I'm a student pastor, and, and I've been to church to church, and, and he would go, if you skip it with this church, then I'm going to send it back with another church. And sure enough, he would. I'd find myself saying, you know what, two years, that's long enough. I'm out of here. And I'd get to another church, have a little honeymoon period, and all of a sudden, same stuff would come back up again. He said, listen, I told you, I want you, I'm going to order your steps. You can't pass this step in your life. Recognize your step. And he'd bring it back. He said, listen, um, if you skip it with this person, somebody you, I, I, I can't stand or I don't get along with, he goes, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you do it with another person. Because all these are tools that I'm using to work on you. It's like, I'm not preparing the blessing for you. I'm preparing you for the blessing. That's what he's doing in our life. Listen, the blessing has already been prepared. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered the heart of man the things that God has planned for us, prepared for us, those who love him. God does everything in steps. He does everything in steps, and, and the steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Even Jesus had steps. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Even Jesus? Jesus had steps. They tried to crown him too soon, and he disappeared because they were trying to have him skip a step. And he said, no, 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 you can't crown me until you cross me. It's my cross that makes my crown. It's my drudgery that makes my delight. It is my sickness that makes my healing. It is my poverty that illuminates my prosperity. Makes me appreciate where I am right now. In the place in the church that I am right now in Georgetown, I thought many times if God would have brought me, if he would have allowed me to skip some steps, and I am where I am today back then, I would have ruined the blessing. 
because he prepared a blessing for me, but I had to go through a lot of steps. And you're sitting there thinking, yeah, I don't like the step I'm in. I'm hoping God helps me out. The younger brother of the prodigal son, though, taught me that if we get what is ours too soon, we can't handle it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I don't have to to be on stage to be grateful. I can praise him at the step that I'm on right now. Praise him on the step that you're at. Begin to praise him in the situation that you are in. Don't wait till you get on stage. You don't have to finish. You don't have to wait till you're finished. You don't have to wait till everything is in order. But everything now and then, you ought to stop at where you are on the step and begin to praise God. Thank you for bringing me to this point, God. You can say that. You can begin to say, Lord, I thank you that that I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm sure thankful that I'm not where I used to be. I'm glad that he held me down on the step when he did. I'm glad that the step that I was on, that he didn't allow me to skip it. He brought me through a situation that I'm so glad that I know that there is something ahead, but he don't want to bring it to me because what kind of a good father would give me a blessing too soon? I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would have ruined it. But God allowed me to, to praise him on the step. Is there anybody here this morning that can praise him on the step? Be glad where you are. You're like, man, but I know I got some friends who are way ahead of me. Who cares? That's not your path. That's not your course. God has something great for you. You stay with God and be on the step if you have to. Hold on to that step. Continue to praise him on that step. Don't be discouraged. Satan hates step praise. He does. He loves when you're on the step where you're at and you're just miserable. And you're like, man, I come everybody else is ahead of me. But if you're able to be in a place and say, God, thank you. I'm not where I am going to be, but I thank God I'm not where I used to be. God, I want to praise you on the step. I want to praise you on the step. That's what God is trying to tell us today, told me today. Stay on your path. Don't worry about anybody else. I have something for you. Stick with me. Satan hates that praise. I'll praise in the middle of a step until I I tell myself that I have not apprehended. But this one thing I do, I forget what's behind me and press onward for the mark of the high calling of Jesus. That's what I do. I'm excited about what he does in my life, but I I recognize before that I don't want to get discouraged anymore of those who have gone before me because that's not my course. That's not what God has for me. I want to press. I want to keep pressing on. I want to press in this step. I want to forget about that which is behind me. I want to press over depression. I want to press over rejection. I want to press over self-doubt. I want to press over insecurities. I want to press over fear. I want to press over loneliness. That's what God wants me to do. Press on. The Apostle Paul said, I have finished my course. I didn't finish Freddie's course. I didn't finish 
uh, you know, Michael's course. I didn't finish Kelly's course. I finished my course. I, that's why I'm not interested in gossip. Listen to me today. I, I'm not interested in gossip. I used to, though. Used to love it. Used to read it. Used to uh, get around people who were saying it because I wanted to know the juicy stuff. Most people who like gossip are off track. And the reason they're interested in the life uh, of your life is that because they have no life of their own. But if they ever get a life of their own, they, they don't have time to worry about anyone else's course because it, they need to take the full energy and the fervency so they can stay on track themselves. It takes a lot to stay on track. Paul said, I, I didn't finish Peter's course. I didn't finish Timothy's course. He said, I finished my course. That's my course. So stay on track, y'all. That's a Kentucky word. Stay on track. It isn't for the swift. The war isn't for the strong. It's for those who endureth to the end. Stay on your track. Don't worry about where you're not. Be thankful where you are. Because God's working in you. I, there's some things I just don't get. Um, I don't get when, when, when young couples who have babies buy, and I don't, I don't know if it happens here, but buy $50 pair of pants for a two-year-old. I don't get it. They're going to grow out of it in a week. Why spend so much energy and time on a pair of pants when I grew up? People I grew up with, we, we had pants that were longer, and we just, we, we hemmed them, we tucked them, you know, we tucked them in, those you can't see. We tucked them in like this, and as we grew, we let it down a little bit. I don't know if you do, I, my mom would buy shoes a size too, too big because she knew I, I was growing. And we do that, I, but there are some people who will spend on brand clothes, and I'm just like, why in the world would you spend so much time doing that? We are so worried about what we look like and not where we need to be looking. Whatever happened to patches? You know, if jeans got wore out, slap a patch on it. Keep on going. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Make it a fad. What's so funny is that now I see pants that have patches on them when you buy them. I was like, I was doing that a long time ago. <laughs> Come on, people. Get with it. Why spend so much time on the step? Why are you crying about the step that you're on? Why are you up all night over the step that you're on? Why would you be weeping and worried about one step? You can't judge your life by where you are at this moment, and that's what I would do. I'd be on the step, I don't know how long, and say, God. He's like, don't worry about it. Press. Lean on me, but don't skip it because I'll bring you back on that step because I don't want you to ruin a blessing because I'm a good father. Don't you understand that one day you'll look back and you'll laugh and say, man, look how worried I was about that step. There's a time uh, about a month ago I was at a, a food mart named Kroger's and my cell phone was stolen. Uh, and at that moment I was upset. But my life opened up to new possibilities. I thought I would be miserable without my cell phone. But it happened, to, to, it happened that I started to talk to people more. 
I started to interact. I started to like, you know, there was no cell phone ringing. And I'm like, enjoying it. Sometimes we can actually do a lot without. We don't need that much. Don't worry about other people's path. Trust in the steps that God has for you. I'll end with this. And then the scripture, I, I don't know, I don't know how I did it, but I have a GPS, and uh, I made a wrong turn. I, I turned too early. I, it was hard for me to navigate. I, 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 heard, I heard some beeping, and heard, you know, I even had somebody talking right at me, you know, turn here, don't turn here. And I turned, made a wrong turn with the GPS. How does somebody who's who is talking to you, how can you make this wrong turn? And, you know, someone speaking at you every moment, knows where you are, and, and then still make that wrong turn. You can have a good life. I can have a good family. I can have a good wife. And, and I can be filled with the Holy Spirit and still make a wrong turn. And still get off track. So I took the wrong turn, but here's the thing. Here's the good thing about it, about a GPS system. I would definitely need it here. But I, here's the neat thing about the GPS system is that when they built the system, it, they built it with a mechanism with the possibility of human error. Human failure. So what the system did is this. It, it recalibrated. And it would just say it, recalibration, recalibration. I'm like, oh, gosh, okay, what's going on? It would recalibrate, and, and, and for where I was now, and it said that I needed to make a U-turn. And you know what, what's good about this system? Here's the neat thing. The system knew where I was lost. Huh. The system knew where I was lost. I figured, I, I figured it knew where I was when I was on track. But it knew where I was lost. It recalibrated itself based on my mistakes and told me where I was right then. And it would tell me that this is the step you need to take. Make a U-turn. How many of us here this morning need to recalibrate? Recalibrate to me is getting on my knees. God knows where you are lost. God knows that no matter where you are right now, he knows how to get you back in step of where you need to be so that he can order your steps. You need to recalibrate so God can speak to you and then you can take that next step and press on. I'll end with the scripture verse in Psalms chapter 37, 14 through 24. It says this, the wicked draw the sword and bend the bow to bring down the poor and the needy, to slay those who, whose ways are upright. But the sword will pierce their own heart, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous, better the little that the righteous have than the wealthy of many wicked. For the power of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. Don't give up too soon. The blameless spend their days under the Lord's care, and their inheritance will endure forever. 
In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. Though the Lord's enemies are like the flowers of the field, they will be consumed. They will go up in smoke. They will, the wicked, borrow and do not repay. But the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those who are cursed will be destroyed. The Lord makes firm the steps to those who delight in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Amen.